0: like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your your podcast there, and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans.
1: Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your April 5th cattle industry headlines, brought to you by Ag Risk Advisors. They provide risk management programs to livestock producers all across the West. Whether you're concerned about price or weather risk, Ag Risk Advisors, they are here to help. With current day market fluctuations, you and I both know there is nothing more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you would like to learn more about an LRP, go ahead and reach out to an advisor today. Also sponsored by American Beef Producer Magazine. They offer in-depth articles on a wide variety of topics within the industry. They feature award-winning photography and so much more within their publication. Their April issue has just come out. If you would like to check that out, click on the American Beef Producer link above in the caption. That's going to take you over to their Facebook page where you can do just that. American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. And finally, Circle 5 Cow School. If you're wanting to learn how to pre-check your own cows or start AIing, Circle 5 Cow School is the way to go. Almost every week, they are hosting classes from Texas to Tennessee, all across the nation. If you would like to check out their schedule, head on over to circle5cowschool.com. That is the number five in there. Or you can go ahead and just give them a follow on Facebook. Yellowstone Public Radio recently featured Jay Peterson of Montana in an article focusing on the struggles that cattle producers are currently facing. Jay is a fourth generation rancher on the ranch where he was born and raised. Ranching hasn't ever been that great of a way to make to make a living but it's what we like to do said Jay. If it wasn't for his wife having a good job in town, him and his family wouldn't have been able to stay on the ranch. Cow prices just haven't ever been good enough to sustain a family, and he worries about his kids' future on the ranch. Beef cattle operations account for more than a third of U.S. farms and ranches, making it the single largest segment of our nation's ag industry. According to the USDA, the gap between the retail price for beef and the price cattle producers are receiving is the largest that it has ever been. The White House recently reported that half a century ago, ranchers received 60 cents of every consumer dollar spent on beef. Today, that has dropped to about 39 percent for every dollar. As we all know, since the 1980s, the big four packers increased their share of the, of the meatpacking market from 36% to 85%. We've beat that horse time and time again, and that is USDA data. According to Eric Belasco, an ag economics professor at Montana State University who focuses on livestock, the reason we have such consolidation in the industry is because the packers can deliver beef products at such a lower cost then a smaller facility is able to do so. So there have been economic forces that have driven uh, driven toward the consolidation that we are seeing today. Velasco went on to say that there is no empirical evidence showing that the big four packers are manipulating prices, but he can understand the skepticism throughout the industry, considering that we have so much concentration in the marketplace. The hot topic in the cattle industry last week was the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. As we all know, that is the um, Grassley-Fisher compromise bill. Co-sponsor Senator John Tester of Montana believes this bill would ensure the largest packers can no longer manipulate the market. But Belasco says a bill like this, it goes against economic forces. If the industry were to require more negotiated transactions, then we might see that higher transaction cost in a slightly more elevated consumer price. Taking matters into their own hands, the Peterson family has begun selling beef directly to consumers, restaurants, and grocery stores. Jay hopes this new best, this new business endeavor will be successful to ensure that his kids can continue on ranching on their generational ranch. Brownfield Ag News has reported that the USDA will provide $750 million in relief payments to producers that have been impacted by drought and wildfires. The Emergency Livestock Relief Program supports producers who have suffered catastrophic catastrophic losses of forage and higher feed costs in 2020 and 2021, according to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. Ranchers who have, uh, who have approved applications through the 2021 Livestock Forage Disaster Program for forage losses will begin receiving benefits through this new program. So the key takeaway here is that no signups are required as long as producers have been approved for a Livestock Forage Disaster Program payment, they're good to go. The program allocates $10 billion to producers impacted by wildfires, droughts, hurricanes, winter storms, and other eligible disasters experienced in 2020 and 2021. This update is also sponsored by 4T Ag Insurance, your go-to contractor for ag insurance. The folks at 4T Ag are dedicated to providing you insight, information, and alternative risk Risk solutions that are custom-fitted to your business and personal needs. They offer both drought and crop insurance and LR- and LRPs on both feeder and fed cattle. If you would like to learn more about 4T AG, head on over to their website, 4tag.net. That is for the number 4 T A-G dot The Western Journal has reported. President Biden, along with the rest of his tree hugging friends, continue to push electric vehicles as a solution to the cost of high gas. but electric vehicles they are far from a solution uh, for, far from a solution for high fuel costs because they themselves are incredibly expensive. a fact that the left continues. To gloss over a new ev will cost you right around 55 to 60 grand the cost of the battery packs that power electric vehicles are the most expensive part of the car because they contain lithium since the beginning of the year battery grade lithium is up about 95 percent and from last march the mineral is up 472 percent incredible Australia and Chile are two of the biggest exporters of lithium. But China is also a main source of the mineral, selling almost 20% of the world's supply. So if the U.S. contributes to more orders of lithium battery packs for electric vehicles, that means that we're going to be enriching China. We're going to be enriching China, um, the country that unleashed COVID on the world. And they are also one of the most uh, prominent countries in the world for oppressing their people. We are going to enrich a country like that. Great plan. Wonderful plan. Replacing a battery pack will cost a person somewhere between 10 to 25 grand. And of course, that isn't factoring in the labor that it will cost to uh, replace the battery pack. We all know that work is not free. Industry analysts claim that an electric vehicle battery pack can last between five to 20 years. So anyone buying a new electric vehicle likely most most likely will not have to deal with replacing the battery pack. But someone who purchases a used electric vehicle should expect to sink up to $25,000 more into $25,000 more into their purchase just to replace the battery. And of course that is on top of the initial cost of the car. Electric vehicles, they are expensive to start with. So then you throw in this battery replacement cost on top of that. These cars, when it comes down to it, they are incredibly cost prohibitive. Finally, proponents of electric vehicles claim that electric vehicles, they're clean and they're green. But have you ever stopped to wonder where the electricity comes from that charges these vehicles? It, of course, it comes from our national power grid, and 60% of that is powered by fossil fuels, what greenies are trying to do away with. They apparently overlooked that fact. This whole situation is quite humorous as Democrats and environmentalists continue to talk out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to electric vehicles, but I would expect nothing less. And here's this little fun fact to leave you with this morning. A single Tesla battery weighing over a thousand pounds. It is incredible what these batteries weigh. A single battery requires extracting and processing about 500,000 pounds of materials. At this rate, over the next 30 years, we will need to mine more mineral, more mineral ores than humans have extracted over the last 70,000 years. Kind of mind blowing. That is all I have for you guys this morning. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. I hope no one is blowing away. This wind is absolutely horrendous here in central Nebraska. It was pretty bad yesterday. We probably had gusts up to 35 miles an hour. supposed to be worse today and even worse on Wednesday. So hold on to your hats. Have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. I'll catch you later.